Is there any chance that Dante Fowler is actually better than Randy Gregory in 2022? All that and so much more in this episode of the Watson Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir? How's it going? It's uh, it's another week, another week of OTAs. Uh, it was a nice long week. I, I hope you a long weekend. I hope you enjoyed your Memorial Day. Did got out and got to do some grilling. Uh, but but usually it kind of is the uh, the the mark of the beginning of summer, right? That's what yep. Memorial Day is for us. So this is really kind of as we start to get into what's normally called the dead season of the yes. NFL. But there will be still plenty of news coming out as the OTAs continue as we lead our way into training camp. So I'm excited. Yeah, yesterday was the first day in, I believe, two or three years where I just did not look at a computer screen all day long. Wow. It was glorious. Wow. Uh, but now we're back, we're, and we're ready for the, the next couple months, which are always crazy, even though it's the dead season of the NFL. But today, we are answering your Twitter questions, and we've got some some really good ones, yeah. a couple Cowboy-related ones, a couple general NFL-related ones. But the first one for you, Landon, is a really good one. Uh, it's from at Mr. Michael Mom. He wants to know, is it possible that Dante Fowler at age 27 can have a better career going forward than Randy Gregory? Now, before you answer, I should also point out the ages. So Fowler turns 28 here in August. Randy Gregory turns 30 in November. I know there's some people that will talk about that. But 28-year-old Fowler against 30-year-old Gregory. Uh, what do you think? First of all, uh, I don't know that I've ever thought of it that way, but the fact that Dante Fowler is younger than Randy Gregory to me mm-hmm. is, is surprising. I don't know why. It just is. It feels like that's, you know, just like Gregory's been around forever. Yep. And I guess, but it, it's just still just feels weird that he's older. Um, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's realistic uh, that, 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 the, that Fowler specifically by himself has a uh, better career than well I mean I, I guess it could happen um, but but I, I think it's you know if you're looking for the kind of more realistic but you know also optimistic take on this situation is I do think that there is a possibility that the Cowboys pass rush overall is better this year without Randy not not because Randy Gregory's gone but just because of the makeup of everything and the step that Parsons will take and maybe a whole season hopefully of Demarcus Lawrence I think there are better interior pressure I think there are certainly ways that that, that this Cowboys pass rush could be better than it was last season I, I I think there's less of a chance that Dante Fowler specifically by himself has a better career moving forward than Randy Gregory. I, I mean, I think Fowler has got a ton of different tools and, and, and similar to Gregory. Um, I, I just think that, you know, and I think that Fowler at different points has shown those tools sure. uh, more than Randy Gregory has. So, uh, but I still think that, that Gregory is probably the better player right now. 
Um, and and I think that you know, despite not having huge sack numbers really at any point of his career, he's 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 produced on a high level. He's got a high level number of pressures. So uh, better than better than Gregory by himself, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, better better than they were last year without without Gregory this year maybe. All right, so here here's how I would say that. I think there's going to be situations and games in which Fowler's better. Like for example, first down and ten, uh, mid midfield. There's just a chance that Fowler's in a, a better player at that situation because he's just. I would say he's an average run defender, right? He, he's not elite. He's just average. The problem is, is Randy Gregory is not that, right? Randy Gregory is a below-average run defender. Now, on third and seven, who do you trust more beating the left tackle to get a pressure? I trust Gregory. But is there a chance that if the Cowboys can use Fowler more on base downs and they can do some more wild things on third third down to get Micah Parsons rushing the passer, I think they could actually be better. Um, but we'll see. Like you mentioned, it's, it might be very team-specific. I, I should also mention – Gregory has had a hard time staying healthy. Like that's yeah. aside from missing games due to suspension and stuff, like he's battled a lot of injuries and he's doing it again this year. He has a, a shoulder surgery. It's going to cause him to miss all of the off season stuff. So if Fowler can stay healthy and stay reliably on the field, maybe he is better. You know, I mean, the thing about you know, we, we can say it all we wanted because we've all been Randy Gregory fans for so long. The thing about Gregory is that it just we are we are still waiting, right? We're still waiting, still waiting on the promise, right? Like, I mean, I think this last year he had six sacks, which is great, but a whole bunch of pressures, which felt like a step in the right direction. But I mean, even then, it still feels like it wasn't quite the step that we were hoping for. And it also, again, partly because he dealt with a calf injury, he had COVID for something. whatever the reason is right? right and then that's the thing is that it's it's seemingly always something right and and like ultimately sometimes it's his fault sometimes it's not right yeah it's and ultimately at some point we would like to see the promise of of what he has skill set wise kind of realized in production which we really haven't seen yet so uh i i think fowler in that way has actually produced more than than gregory and he's had a 10 sack season he's had uh some a couple of, of productive seasons with the rams so um, you know, I think that that's why it's a little bit difficult to parse because it's just kind of constantly this ongoing game of unfulfilled potential with Randy Gregory, and you just don't really know when it's going to actually manifest itself. We, Randy Gregory has still not had a season in the NFL that he's played 500 or more snaps. Dante Fowler's done it, I believe. I'm looking at it now. Uh, one, two, three, four, five times he, he's eclipsed that number. It's just. The ceiling is so much higher for Randy Gregory, and the pass rush upside is so much higher. But I think the floor for Fowler is probably quite a bit higher as well. The potential is always alluring with Gregory, but ultimately, yeah. at the end of the day, we need production. Like that's that's what ultimately you know makes the difference. So uh, I think that that's you know that's one thing that we're not going to have to deal with this year is is that exciting upside of Gregory but also just kind of being unsure of where, you know, what we're actually going to get out of him game to game. I agree. All right, let's take a quick break to tell you guys about our old friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock up on all the parts that you need. But Rock Auto has everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. 
Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on. And how do he? How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Landon. Next question. Um, the Cowboys are rumored. I don't know if it's confirmed that they're going to have several joint practices uh, during training camp. I believe with two or three different teams. Correct? At least two. Yeah, I think it yeah. was the the Chargers, and then there was one other team, if I'm not mistaken. Was it the Rams? It's not the. It's not the Rams. No, not the Rams. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, it was some definitely of with with the Chargers for sure. Um, this one from our, our guy at Yuma Cactus. He wants to know how valuable are joint practices, considering that you've been there and you've seen them before. Uh, you miss playing coy because he's been to several of those as well. So he knows as much as I do. Uh, I think that they have value. I mean, I think that they do have a different type of value than uh, a normal training camp practice. And they have a different type of value than a preseason game. I think, you know, the, the beneficial part of, of, of having a joint practice is getting together between the two coaching staffs and developing controlled game like situations right and what does that mean well when you're in a training camp practice you're going against your own guys clearly you know you're 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 i mean there's obviously regulations on how much padded practice that can go on there's mm-hmm. obviously regulations about what can go on even when you're not in pads and then on top of all that you're also kind of self-regulating with the sense that you're dealing with your own teammates right you don't want anybody to get hurt out there because you need everybody to be reg- healthy for the regular season and not that you're not going to worry about that when you're scrimmaging with other teams but i think there is that sec that next level that extra level of of intensity that goes on uh when you're practicing uh, when you're hitting against other guys i mean you, you go and you watch this these practices day in and day out you know, for 20 straight days in, in Oxnard or wherever the heck they are, they're banging on the same guys every single day in practice. They're hitting yep. the same guys. Yep. They know their techniques. These these rookies study the vets to know exactly how to beat them to look good in practices. Yep. So getting yep. another set of, of bodies with another set of skill sets, and again, with a, with an extra kick of intensity, almost like a game-type situation, and then – the other part of it, right, is that the coaches can actually control the scenarios, right? As opposed to a preseason game where you're still kind of, you know, pretending that this is a game and you're flowing through the 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 the, the, the different aspects of the game. In a controlled practice, you can actually, you know, put these guys into controlled situations. Okay, it's a two-minute game. It's a two-minute situation. The defense is down by seven. Dallas, you're you've got to score. Chargers, you got to stop them. Go. Yep. You get like a little bit better look. Uh, uh, at at exactly what you have, what is working. Uh, and also I think you get a different look at some of the younger players and their team. Suddenly, again, they're playing a different set of players. They're, they don't may, may not have the same level of familiarity that has been developed by playing, you know, going snap after snap after snap with the same guys week in and week out. So I think there's a lot that can be gained from that. The downside is obviously that intensity can spill into you know fights, injuries that can happen, those sort of things. But I think nowadays I they've done the a fights. The fights are kind well, of well. They've done a, they've done a better job of kind of keeping that in in yeah. you know under control. And and I think like I said, the benefits there are enormous. I think that that McCarthy learned that more than anybody else last year because I don't think that was this is something that he's used to because yep. he's not used to having training camps near others <laughs> other teams. Yeah. So. Uh, I think that this is something that is beneficial to the teams and it's beneficial for evaluation and it's beneficial for getting better as well. I also think, I mean, and you kind of mentioned it, but you just get to see different types of players, right? Like 
let's say you're the first team defense for the Cowboys and you're playing, you know, practicing against Dak all the time. You kind of have an idea what Dak does, right? He gets rid of the ball quickly and it's accurately and not going to throw the ball down the field a ton, you know, 60 yards down the field. It's just not really his game. He's a great quarterback. That's not really what he excels at. Now you're practicing against Justin Herbert, and it's completely different from what you're used to, right? Now you get a guy that wants to get outside the pocket and wants to throw the ball 65 yards down the field. If you're Kelvin Joseph, a year two cornerback, you can't be sitting on all the underneath routes, right? You've got to be able to turn and run with Mike Williams down the field. Like just that part of it alone makes these practices worthwhile, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. It's just different body types, different player types. It's just, you know, the benefit of uh, different looks, which gives you more tools in your tool set when you're ready to start playing in the regular season. It gives the, the coaches and the, uh, the evaluators uh, a better and different look at these guys to, to kind of break up the monotony yeah. to make sure that it's like a different type of data point to kind of help make you feel better about the what you're seeing on the field day to day with these guys. About that, I was thinking about Terrence Steele uh, in um... – training camps and these joint practices. So he's going to have to deal with DeMarcus Lawrence, maybe the best run defending edge in football. He'll have Michael Parsons rushing on that side. And then when you go against the Chargers, it's Joey oh, Bosa and Khalil Mack. Um, not going to be a lot of easy days for Terrence Steele coming up here in July but and August. at the same time, it's all downhill from there. That, like, that's it's exactly why get, it's important for him, right? Because it's, it's not going to get any get harder four than that. the best <laughs> edge rushers in the NFL, you're going to get the practice against for a month. Yeah. And then everything after that is basically easy compared to going against, you know, uh, the, the the two guys for the Chargers and the and the Cowboys two guys. I mean, so it, it's these again are the benefits of of rotating these guys in. Every team has got special players on it, uh, yep. and the opportunity to go against those different types of special players get you prepared for when you have to face special players later in the season at, at other positions that you know maybe your team doesn't have. I agree. All right, next question from Clayton. Uh, predict the punt returner based on who is on the roster and is Tony Pollard still the kick returner? Um, I got a feeling that Pollard's going to remain the kick returner, right? I just think they probably trust him the most. It's not a job that puts you in a lot of danger. I mean, because you can fair catch ones that you don't like, or you can, you know, just down them in the end zone. Punt returner is a little different. Um, What do you expect the Cowboys to do there? They're going to look at all the guys you know, I think that, I think that they'll probably still put CD lamb out there if it's like a, you know, they're or backed up in their, their own five. Their, yeah. And yeah. there's, and there's going to be a lot of runway to get going and uh, you know, they're not going to be able to outrun the kick. Uh, I, I think that those, those are situations you'll still see CD outside of that. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Tolbert took some snaps there. Uh, you know, some of these Jordan corners, Lewis has done it in the past. Jordan, that's right. Lewis has done it in the past. There's some of these other guys who would just have more sure hands that I think, you know, we haven't seen. I think I, I kind of felt like they didn't Rico Dowdle do some punt return stuff when he was yeah. there last year. So they're, 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 they will look at other guys doing the punt return stuff. I, I, I don't imagine obviously that CD lamb is going to be your primary punt returner now uh, as since he's the number one wide receiver. So look for the down roster wide receivers, look at some running backs, uh, you know, like I said, the, the defensive backs, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, Lewis, but I, I also think that Bossman Fat can return punts if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, there, there will be a kind of a, a different kind of practice trial situation to see exactly who can do it. Uh, it's not going to mean that anybody makes the team as a punt returner. It's more of who is who, who, who that, who of the players that are going to make the team can return punts. And I think that's usually how they'll kind of figure that out. It's just not a position that you 
keep a specific roster spot for anymore. Unless they're very, very dynamic. Yeah. Like you've got to yeah. be really, really good. And I don't think there's anybody out there right now that I think fits that bill. Uh, we should mention that <laughs> Michael Parsons does have kick return ability. And he's done it before. <laughs> and he's done it in practice at, at Penn State. I mean, oh, at this point, there's nothing that I'm going to doubt that he can't do. But I, I got a feeling Dallas isn't going to want to use him that way, even though, as much as he tries to bribe the coaching staff. He'll hurt somebody. I just—I mean, especially on punt return, man. Like that—that that would hurt somebody. I don't know. Like you give all those guys like all that free runway to get up to sprinting, and if you give if you give Micah like two steps, like you're going to cause a con- collision uh, that is going to level the the entire stadium. I he wouldn't be the first Cowboy linebacker to return kicks, though. You know who the other one is? No, I don't. It would be Hollywood Henderson in the seventh. Oh, yeah. Actually, I should have known that one. Hollywood had a uh, he had a, a really long touchdown, I believe, during his rookie season with the Cowboys. Uh, it was like ninety-seven yards. Pretty impressive, by the way. One of the best yeah, athletes from that seventy-five team. If you guys uh, look, I know that we have some younger Cowboys fans. If you guys don't know who Hollywood Henderson is, man, go look that up. What an incredible life that not just mm-hmm. career i mean he dealt with some drug rehab stuff i'm pretty sure he won the lottery more than once twice. if i'm not yeah, mistaken twice, twice. so yeah. definitely you guys make sure to check out hollywood henderson uh quite i mean maybe the original dallas cowboys character right like as oh, far yeah. as like the brash like you know he may have been if not the first like one of the very first guys who was of that type of, of player is really, really worth worth take checking yeah, out. Yeah, it, it was in the Super Bowl against the Steelers that he had a 48-yard yeah. kick return too. Uh, Super Bowl ten, I believe. So, uh, yeah. So that would be fun. I, it would be fun just to see it once for Micah Parsons to do it. But as a full-time job, uh, no, I, I don't think so. All right, Landon, uh, our final question here from Chris. He wants to know, what are your favorite non-Cowboys football podcasts to listen to? Uh, I mean, I feel like this is just a oh, tip for you to promote the power ranking show that I do with yeah. Elliot Harrison. It comes out through this. But what is your favorite show? Wait, so we're just doing non-football uh, no, no, podcast? No, non-cowboys. Your favorite oh, non-cowboys. Non- yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the power ranking show is obviously uh, definitely the one that everyone should be checking out. Um, I really like the athletic football podcast. I think that that one's really good. I like Robert Mays a lot. Um uh let's see uh i uh, listen obviously the locked on nfl is, podcast is yeah good, one is of great. my favorites the uh the audible with Sabin bloom matt wall yeah it's really the first football podcast that i really started to get into so uh that's one obviously we should promote the locked on nfl podcast one yep. of our favorites here uh any other ones that come to mind for you I would just echo the the Sigmund Bloom uh, the 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 yeah. football guys one is 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 basically also one of the reasons that I got into football podcasting because I, I enjoyed their show so much. Um, you know, I, I think the uh, the the draft show that I mean it's just finished up, but I like going back and listening to Dane mm-hmm. and uh, uh, oh, who's the NFL guy? Why, why am I the son of the offensive line coach? That, uh, oh, Nate Tice. Nate? No, 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 uh, not Nate. Although, no, no, that's also great. Uh, I'm talking about Ross. Uh, uh, this is terrible radio. I'm sorry. Ross, works it's not Ross, not Ross Tucker, right? Not Ross Tucker. I can't remember who it is. But anyways, there's there's a couple of different uh, athletic football podcasts that are good. Oh, you're talking about Lance Sterling. Lance Sterling. Why am I thinking Ross? Maybe his dad's name is Ross Sterling. That's yeah. what it is. Uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, he, 
I think that the, the, those are really good. Obviously, it's the, several of the Locked On podcasts are fantastic. Locked On NFL, uh, uh, Peacock and Williams is really good. Yep. Yeah, Locked On NFL Draft. Those are all really good ones. Um, Do you have any favorite non-football podcasts you like to listen yes, to? Yes, I got lots of favorite non-football Go ahead. This is a good time. This is a good time uh, to load up on podcasts to listen to. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge fan of a podcast called How Did This Get Made? Um, this was It's a podcast about bad movies. And uh, they basically watch a bad movie, and then uh, it's three comedians: uh, Paul Shear, uh, June Diane Raphael, and uh, Jason Manzukis. Uh, mm-hmm. And they basically uh, they they talk about the podcast and, and make fun of it. It's it's we talk about the movie and make fun of it. It's it's hilarious. Um, what what are some of your favorite ones? I I know oh, I've got a ton. I, I listen to podcasts all the time, so this is just me right too. Up my alley. I know uh, it's like I got to pull out the podcast app I and like look at all mine, right? Yeah, the Rewatchables podcast. On oh the yes. Internet, which is they they review old movies. The last one they did was Rocky Three, which I enjoyed as a huge Rocky fan. Uh, Plain English is a new podcast that I like to listen to with Derek Thompson. I get another Ringer podcast where it's uh, social stuff going on, politics, yeah. and just easily explain it for somebody that doesn't watch a lot of news or anything if you want just a general idea of what's going on in the world that's a very good one and then i listen to a bunch of fantasy podcasts establish the run with evan silva if you want a yep. football related one uh, but yeah that's 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 mostly the, it the pff i like the pff uh podcast as well with yes. uh, sam yes. and uh and uh, steve that's really good as well I'm just kind of going through my list. There's a great one called uh, Newcomers. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. That's a non-football podcast. And it's uh, 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 Lauren Lapkus and Nicole Byer from Nailed It. I don't know if you get, if you know that show. But mm-hmm. they are basically unindoctrinated nerds, and they watch nerd culture. So they watch Star – they've never seen Star Wars before. And oh, they are great. now as adults watching Star Wars and commenting on it. They've never – I think they're doing the entire Marvel Universe right now. They've never seen any of it. Sounds like me. I've never seen Star yeah. Wars or Marvel. Uh, so uh, you would get it. It's just, it's just <laughs> it's, it's like them going, what is going on? What are you people watching? It's 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 pretty pretty hilarious. So uh, that's great. That one there you go. That's like 15 podcasts we just rattled off there. So there you, go. you got the next couple months uh, to – to, to listen to those shows you also have us we're going to be here uh mostly daily i would say at yeah. least three to four times a week but we still have to figure that out but tons of football content coming to you tomorrow we should uh tell the listeners what we're working on we're going to do a kind of recapping the cowboys offseason i know a lot of locked on mavs fans uh, have tuned in over the last couple of days i i don't really know why i don't know what happened with you guys that why you're starting to listen to the locked on cowboys podcast but Thank Isaac and Nick, I guess. I don't I have to thank them for that. So uh, appreciate <laughs> you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to recap everything the Cowboys did, why they traded Amari Cooper, why they released Lyle Collins. We're still working through that to figure out why they did some of those moves. But we'll try to describe that the best as possible. Uh, so make sure you guys do that. Make sure you check out the Locked On NFL channel. Uh, as we've mentioned in the podcast over there, they do a great job of explaining what's going on in the league, the biggest storylines. Uh, they have you covered over there. Download our podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Check us out on YouTube. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.